This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a show. If I never stop, should I let go? Should I let go? Should I go slow? Cause I gotta know now. It's just a tip. I got you don't trip. Perspective I flip. What's that one Beyonce song? Which one? The one on TikTok. <laughs> oh, are you thinking of the the one where it starts? She goes, "Here we go." Yeah, and then it just boom. boom. Yeah. Okay. What does she say? Give him something to talk about. <laughs> it sounds like she's saying a variation of "Give him something to talk about." Yeah. It's just like let me get you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what does she say? Wait, I happen to know. Yeah. Give me something. That's what it is. Give me some. Right. Boom. Yeah. Maybe it's just give me some. Then. Dim sum. I don't oh, know what it, it might is be. Is it partition? partition? Hold on. Partition Beyonce. I didn't. Oh, Yonsei. Yonsei. Let me hear you say This hey, one, Ms. yeah. Say hey, Miss Gata. Hey, Miss Gata. If I tried to do that, it would sound like a grandma trying to do Yeah. Is, give me give some. Me, dude, that beat drop is like, uh, like every yeah, roller like coaster. My spine shatters. Give me some. <laughs> right? It sounds like give me some. Give me some. Nothing hits harder than that in the first beat of Pony. Both of those. <laughs> you hear the first beat of Pony and you're like, I'm already, paralyzed. I'm already I'm body rolling <laughs> as soon as I hear it. <laughs> Let's begin. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Megan Batune, and today, returning to the studio, we have a new return guest, one of my best friends in the world, Sky Dickinson. Yay! Here on the couch with me. Mm-hmm. This is so cute. We've never, I've never sat on a couch with the guest. I just wanted to be close to I you. Know, it feels right. <laughs> Last time we had you here, we talked about insecurities and cheerleading, if you can remember. But the same things we still talk about <laughs> on a daily basis. But this time we're going to dive into communication between friends. I thought this would be perfect for you because I always said that you're really good at communicating and you're really good at talking to people, especially in your friend groups. Cute. I think so. Do you not think so? No, I I, I mean, I do think so, I guess, if I'm just going to like be secure and not try to be like, no, on this, but... That's good. Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah. Good. Particularly with friends. Particularly with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we'll get into it a little bit later, but I think that talking honestly and vulnerably with friends is the most hard. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> And, like, I mean, yeah, being honest in general is really hard, but also, like, yeah, how you phrase things 
giving feedback is really hard. As a friend, because I feel yeah. like when in, you're in a relationship, it's like, hey, we're on the same team together. And with friendship, you should be on the same team too. But still, yeah. it's not as normal to yeah. have these conversations with friendships because it's like, oh, you don't owe me anything. I don't owe you anything. We're friends. I'm not indebted to you because we're not together romantically. Mm-hmm. But there, I think there still is like respect and boundaries and all the same things you find in romantic hopefully if you have good friends totally yeah but before we get into that I need to ask you some questions about you usually yes I need to (laughs) usually we play a game called bursts of firsts but you were one of our very first guests so I'm not sure if you've played this game yet it's one round of rapid fire questions everything from your first job to the first time you cried in public stress but since you're a return guest, we play the Flash of Last version, which is flipping it on its head and still rapid fire, but instead of the first time you did everything, it's the last time. Okay? Eek! So it'll okay. be easier. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was just going to say, does somebody genuinely remember the first time they cried in public? I do. Really? Yes. Well, it's like the first time that you can remember. I'm not saying like oh, the f- when okay. you cut your umbilical cord, like, <laughs> no, you're a liar. No, just because like, I feel like I've cried in public so many times, whoops, <laughs> that I'm like, which is the, like in New York, I feel like there's always, oh. you're like just walking around crying, basically. <laughs> That's how you're able to live in New York. You have to prove <laughs> that you can handle just so many tears. All right. Are you ready for this? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> Give me some. <laughs> Here we go. What was your last job? The job I'm currently in. Okay. Right? Sure. Or the one before that. Oh, I used to work at Red Bull, and now I work at Uninterrupted by day. I'm a musician. That's right. But yeah. What is your last cell phone? An iPhone. Which one? The, I'm not sure what number one this is. iPhone 10. I love it. Yeah, you're like, I, I love someone I who's exactly. not up with the time. Yeah. I'm literally like, I think it's an iPhone. That's what somebody told you're me. You're like, it's this is a graphing calculator, ma'am. <laughs> Last pet peeve you think you would have. Oh, yeah. I love the restart of the tunes. I know. Hey. Um, the only thing I remember about. Oh, I guess I used to hate in high school when people would hold their backpacks in class because I was like, you're not going anywhere. You're staying for this whole thing. Take off your backpack. (laughs) If I'm here, you're here. (laughs) Like, no, but I don't know what. I guess right now I hate emails with no subject. Oh, who would do that? People do it on accident. And I'm like, there is no forgiveness for you. (laughs) Anyway. Last kiss location. The last kiss Los Angeles. But where? In outside of my car. Oh, yeah. Last major purchase. I feel like I would, I've told you, you know more about my current State of the Union than me. You bought something the other day. Oh, you bought a Prada uh, oh wallet. Oh my gosh, I brought up. Thank you. This is why I opened the forum to you. I bought a Prada wallet. Merry Christmas to myself. Last choice in a karaoke book. Last choice in yeah. a karaoke. I sing the same song every time, Dolly Parton 9 to 5. <laughs> Last thing you think when someone doesn't answer the phone. Uh, are we, like, is this the last thing I think? Yeah, it's something that you would never cross your mind if oh. someone doesn't answer the phone. See, I feel like I'm, like, a little bit cuckoo when it comes, like, my, the first thought is, oh, thank God they didn't answer the phone. <laughs> but you're calling. <laughs> yeah, precisely. For me, I feel like I'm normally calling people back. Sure. And normally people need something. Wow, is this me being like, help! <laughs> this is... 
help me. But like normally people need something and I feel like that's when I'm like, thank God they didn't answer the phone. But the last thing I think is like, oh, kidnapped. Sure. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> last celebrity crush. Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> last concert. Rosalia. Ooh, last scar. Um, I just got a tattoo. Technically, that's a... That's, a, I guess, a bodily cosmetic trauma. scar. <laughs> last thing you do when you like someone. The last thing you do. Mm-hmm. At what stage? Right when you decide that you like them. I'm, like, sweating. <laughs> uh, the last thing you do is... Accidentally like an old Instagram photo. Ooh. You can't. You can, you can, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yes, okay. This is where I'm like getting way too in my head about what the last means here. <laughs> what is the last show you binge watched? You, on Netflix, <laughs> with you. I know. Last excuse you make when trying to cancel plans. I have to walk my cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would never say that. I have no idea. I'll take it. Yeah. What it, when is the last time you cried in public? Um, today. What was going on? <laughs> um, no, it's dishing. Yeah, Tell me, like, hello. Happened? I didn't know. Um, I was in my car and I was gonna go down and do a parking garage, but I needed to keep cell service because I was texting Justin and I just remember I just cried <sighs> because you didn't. Just, I'm t- my body is tired. I think I just needed like five minutes of where, and then I was like, cool. And then I did my makeup in the parking garage and went straight to work. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So sorry about that. That's okay. I saw this thing online. Do you follow? It's funny. I, I just mentioned this guy in another podcast, but do you follow a guy named Jay Shetty on Instagram? Mm-mm. He used to be a monk, but now he does a lot of um, like awareness and I, I guess therapy, slant therapy posts. And he said the first lesson that he learned in monk school is how to breathe and how to rely on your breath because it's the only thing that's with you from birth to death. Mm. The whole the whole life. Nothing stays with you. Your memories don't. Your friends, your family, your jobs, nothing stays with you for as long as your breath does. It's the only thing that never leaves you. You hear me like (laughs) in the back of what you're doing. (laughs) One big inhale and then a giant sob. Yeah. And goodbye. No, that's actually kind of beautiful. Isn't it? Yeah. Is that who you shared the other day when you were like, you're borrowing from the bank of your health? Yes. That rattled me to the fact that I just fully recited it back to you. <laughs> I literally screenshotted it. It's so important. Yeah, that was that was like, um, especially because, I mean, out here, it's like, you just forget. And then like, specifically, I have a mom who's um, not able-bodied, sick. And like, why doesn't that rattle me more? Like mm. not, of course, her being sick rattles me, but why doesn't me like getting sick? Of course... Like, why don't I put that together more? I think it's hard because the the world that we live in is founded on overworking and hustling. And we're yeah. we're told that, like, hustle until you can't anymore. And, like, almost, like, run yourself into the ground by working so hard so mm-hmm. that you can be successful. We're and, all bad at resting. Oh, totally. You yeah. and I just went on vacation and it was like we could not do it. Yeah. And I had to have food poisoning in order to rest for right, the like first time in my life. Our bodies had to literally take us out of the game in order to get us to genuinely chill. Right. Wow, yeah. But I think when I was growing up, all of the people that were telling me how to be successful was like, work really hard. Yeah. I remember one time I went to this 
what do you call it when they have like activations, but it's like like a Pop-up? refinery 29 type of immersive experience. Okay. So I went to one of those and it, it was actually a refinery 29. They do something called 29 si- rooms. That's right. I was like 72 rooms. I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> 3000 rooms. <laughs> like guys, it's a hotel. This is too many rooms. <laughs> Yeah, I was was at 29 rooms, and if you've not heard of that, it's basically art installations for each different room, and a lot of them have different themes, whether it's, like, sustainability, or, like, Demi Lovato had one on, I think, mental health. Sustainability, Demi Lovato. (laughs) Just Demi Lovato. (laughs) Actually, 28 of the rooms were Demi Lovato. It was a lot. Uh, But one of them was, I forget, like, writing letters to your younger self or something like that, and this guy is saying, bless you to a dog. It's polite, Megan. <laughs> it really is. Bless used, you again, Francisco. I used to get mad when people didn't bless me. I dated a guy one time that never blessed me. After Saying never blessed me <laughs> is so good. Bless you, my child. Go in peace. And he, also with you. He never did. And I asked him and I was like, because you are not Christian, is that the reason you don't say bless you after I sneeze? And he was like, what? <laughs> You're like, what else are you clearly harboring? That you resent me for. Your girlfriend, I'm sneezing here, <laughs> could be going down, I and you're not going to bless me? This literally only is reminding me of John Mulaney. And also with your spirit. spirit. <laughs> like, that's the thing that we had to change in the Catholic Church. Anyway, back to 29 Rooms. Anyway. So there was a time where we had to write a letter to our younger self, or it, it was like a, one sticky note, and everyone that came in wrote a sticky note and put it on the wall, covered the entire wall in sticky notes. And I remember all of them were so deep and so nice and so heartwarming. And mine was like, hard work pays off. And it's like, yes, that is very true. But like, is that all I am is hard work? Like, Like if you're not working hard, are you less of a person? That's honestly, a lot of my friends have said that to me. Not about me, but I was, they were like, if I'm challenging not, you, if, if I'm not working, this is somebody else saying this to me. If I'm not working, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I don't feel good. I feel lazy. And it's like, ah, when did we equate constantly working with value? Totally. And I was, Hard I was retweet. there too until very recent, the last couple of years, I've definitely reshifted into watering my friendships versus putting everything into my career. Yeah. And the reality is if you have a, let's use the garden analogy you're rolling with here. (laughs) If you're watering the whole garden, like better things come in your work. Totally. Absolutely. Like more, more healthy things appear for you almost. The doors just swing open because you've been like ethically sourcing your garden. That's right. (laughs) Very good for this analogy. I just feel bad sometimes because there's no way that you can say like, hey man, I don't think that's very healthy. I mean, I guess you could. And I'm sure we'll talk about that because that's honesty and friendship. But when people want to live their life a certain way, you just have to go, okay, cool. I'm here for you when you inevitably fall Mm. because that's not sustainable. I heard somebody at a wedding give this speech. I was singing at this wedding, whatever. And um, <laughs> okay. sometimes they sing in weddings. <laughs> Hire me. Um, <laughs> yeah, because then she'll just say whatever. That's fine. It. Yeah. It was really meaningful to sing at your wedding or whatever. <laughs> um, but anyway, I was singing at this wedding and um, this I was sitting next to this girl who was about to make a speech and she made the speech and she was like, I want to make sure I phrase this right. She was like, the bride, the person getting married, is the type of friend who picks you up before you even know that you've fallen. And I was like, that is a MySpace thumbnail I would have put on my page because that is so 
that is exactly the type of homie I want to be, right? Where, like, in the situation you're saying where you're like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to allow you to live your life, but, like, I can obviously place a pin in where I think will be the places I'm going to need to help you at some point as long as I'm just being, like, aware of what's going on in your life and I'm, like, genuinely invested in making sure that you have the most happy situation. Like, then if you fall, I'm— like I'll already I'm prepared to catch you basically right which I just I just thought that was beautiful like she was just like yeah her name was Janice she's like Janice is the type of homie who will catch you before you fall that's so sweet I never played devil's advocate but uh here we go puts a theater mask on I I would want to to know like what if that person needed to fall in order to learn the lesson I think that's the thing is that they're falling no matter what Mm -hmm. like it's it's not saying like you're not going to fall because I exist. It's like, you're going to fall. I'm just going to be there. Right. Okay. I see. You know, I think you are that friend. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's why I think this episode is going to be incredible. We learned a little yeah. bit about you and now we're going to learn from you, but Ooh. we're going to take a quick break while you give us an extra piece of advice that everyone can find at just a tip podcast on Instagram. And then we'll be right back. You know what that just reminded me of? What? That just reminded me of that one time we were listening to that true crime podcast in Palm Springs. Oh, my God. Okay. That was, I think, the f- the, the most you've ever laughed at any joke I've ever said. That's so, not true. No. So, you know I when— I laugh. <laughs> You laughed so hard. We were listening to a true crime podcast, which I never do, but I was with you and we were on a road trip, and so I was like, I'm fine. I think we were also eating in and out so, like, I'm very, very fine. I for What was he saying? He was like— Oh, <laughs> he was like, let's count down of all the things that have, we know are true. He's like, it's been five days since whatever Kiana has been missing. Yeah. There have been four suspects that have, might have killed Kiana. Three hours ago, we had a phone call from her best friend. <laughs> it was like, it was like <laughs> three hours ago, we had a phone call. It's been Two weeks? I'm just kidding. It's been two blah, blah, blahs and blah, blah, blah. And one giant saving if you buy this mattress with podcast code. (laughs) And Megan, I literally was, sorry, pun intended, I was truly dead. Like, I belly laughed, like, so hard. I felt really good about it. Because honestly, my timing couldn't have been better. Could not have been better. You literally swooped in with it. And one saving. And it was like, I think it was like the ad was like, it was a mattress. And you were like, and you could also be dead if you buy this. And it was like, jeez. Did I I say that? I think it was just like something mattress adjacent. And we were like, whoops. It's always really funny. The true crime podcasts tend to do that. They like blend their ads into the actual episode and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, they catfish you with their ads. Yeah. No. (laughs) Just tell me how much I'm saving and get back to the dying. I love (laughs) HelloFresh. I actually do. I know. Okay. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. 
There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And we are back. Are you ready to help others be great friends? Aw, yeah. Cute. Yeah, that's sweet. Okay. I asked Instagram to send in their friendship communication questions, and here are some that we've received. PJ Pablo asks, when a friend does something that bothers me, I don't tend to bring it up. I'm not confrontational at all. <gasps> it ends <Yes>. there. <laughs> so, oh, not being, so non-confrontation in friendship, which I think is the baseline to everyone's friendship. Nobody wants to be the first person to say something. No one wants to bring up something that's uncomfortable. But it's going to happen if you want good friendships. I think a friendship that doesn't have confrontation or honesty is not a full-on friendship. Hard agree. This morning, a friend of mine, oh my God, you know, it's like such a nice feeling when someone is like, hey, I want to talk to you about something. Because initially, I hate it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like No, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm fully dying. Yeah, yeah. bubble guts. Yeah. But... This was a close friend of mine, and she never brings something up unless it's an actual issue. And I've done so much work in the like the inner workspace in order to to receive feedback openly without reacting and just like taking it in fully for what it is and not trying to defend it. And she was like, uh, she had took me to she had taken me to the airport recently, and another friend of mine had picked me up, and I was. I'm going to dinner with a friend today that picked me up as a thank you. And she asked me what I was doing today. And I was like, I'm going to go to dinner with my friend as a thank you for picking me up from the airport. Mm -hmm. And she didn't say anything about it. And then this morning we went to grab coffee and she was like, uh, she was like, it hurt my feelings a little bit that you are going to dinner with a friend to thank them. And I'm feeling a little bit underappreciated because I also took you to the airport and you didn't really make a plan with me for dinner. And I was like, I love you for saying this because now I can fix it. With Because I was already planning on thanking her in a different way. It's just mm. the schedule is ridiculous right yeah, now. Yeah. So, and she knew that too. She was like, I, kn- I know you're incredibly busy. Nothing against it, but I didn't want to harbor it. I didn't want to keep it inside and have it end up being a resentment towards you. So I just wanted to tell you. And I, I just really, really appreciated that. And for someone to even bring that up, Oh, I'm sure she was dying inside. Totally. She was probably so scared. Totally. Mm -hmm. Because you don't really know how someone's going to react. And I ended up really being profusely thankful for her. And she was like, I learned doing that from you because you were able to confront me with with icky times. And that's all it it takes is just setting the example, inviting other people to do the same thing to you. Yeah, I agree. If your friend is able to handle the confrontation first or, you know, setting setting up a safe space in order to, to have a confrontation, then that's, I think, the most important part. Yeah. I think you just kind of nailed a whole other piece of that, too. It's like, how are you at receiving that? I think that's where it begins. Yeah. Like, you do need to be prepared for that. I think also, like, there's a lot of, like, ego attached to apologizing, <laughs> and there shouldn't be— um, like if you're on the receiving end of that, like you're like, oh, I love you. Like, I'm sorry. It's that's so hard for some people just to be like, whoa, I'm sorry. Cause like, even if not e- like even outside of that, that example, like 
even if you don't agree with what people are confronting you with, if they felt like they needed to confront you, like it's worth apologizing out of respect for their feelings, period. Right. And if you still feel like you did nothing wrong, which and you may not have, it, they may might they might have internalized it a way that was not even on the table, but that's yeah. how they received it. In this example, it's funny because I said, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. And then I retracted it immediately. And I said, I mean, I'm sorry that you felt that way. Because I, you can't make anyone feel any way. They are, it's up to them to decide how they want to receive that. And so even if you don't feel like you have done nothing wrong or or whatever it may be, you don't have to say, I'm sorry for doing that to you because you didn't. If you're sorry that they felt that way, that's a, a different thing. Yeah, like if you're disrespecting the fact that they had a feeling. Also, right. like, I kind of hate that the connotation be- behind confrontation, like the word confrontation, is so frowned upon. Yeah. Like people are like, she's really confrontational. And like, mm-hmm. I do think, just so this is on record, that women get accused of things like that far more often, right? Mm-hmm. Like for when you take up space, people are like, whoa, relax, crazy. And you're like, <laughs> actually, I'm a person. I'm just talking. Right. So, um. Yeah, there's that. But also, like, maybe, like, I don't know if you were to call it some, like, different word. Because we got to really redefine what confrontation even means. For me, I really like things to be um, started and over relatively fast. This is something I work with Justin, my boyfriend, on all the time. Like, if we're going to talk about something or anything, um, like, self-improvement adjacent that, like, requires me, like, taking on feedback, which is, like, kind of exhausting, right? Like, to get feedback is exhausting in a sense. Like, I want it to be, like, you said it to me, Mm -hmm. and then now you're not holding any grudges towards me. We talked about it, and so we're moving on from it now. So, like, if we have something come up in six months from now, we're not going back to the conversation that we just had, um, this confrontation, if you will, that we just had. Like, it's fresh now because we— addressed it like as respectful beings like we checked that box and we're we're moving on and like I feel like majority of the confrontations actually just had one the other day that like put me in my place but I really was like I was not emotional about it at all because same as you like grateful for the fact that that person felt so comfortable with me to be like here is a thing because the way she said it and like my friend Jade is an unbelievable wise owl she always has been a wise owl and um I was, like, feeling really insecure. I was just texting her, like, sporadically. She lives in Seattle. We just, like, are constantly, like, we're all just kind of tapping on each other's phone doors, if you will, mm-hmm. all the time, like college friends. And I was just like, oh, I feel like, I was, I was talking to you about it, too. I feel like I'm no one's favorite. Yeah. And I was like, I feel really insecure about feeling like I'm nobody's favorite, or I feel really forgotten, I think, is what I told her. And, um... She was like, oh, my God, did you call me? And I was like, no, wah, wah, wah. Like, being, like I was being funny, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then she responded and was like, I love you so much. I feel like I'm, I do a really good job at, at reaching out to you, but um, please don't make me feel guilty for making, like, for making you feel that way because I really did it, and honestly, I would love to talk to you. Can you talk to me today at, like, 5 p.m.? I love you so much. It was, like, so nice, and, like, I could tell she was just being, like, the mom wise owl that she was. And I literally immediately was like, I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) And then it was done. You know what I mean? So like for this person who's like afraid of confrontation, if you guys are for real friends, it should be that easy. And like, there's so many different styles. Like don't even call it confrontation in your mind. Just say you're talking. Right. I just, I think 
through all of this and all of our examples, it really comes down to the other person being able to receive it. Because if you weren't able to receive it and if I weren't, they wouldn't come to us. Yeah. I, like, I've had a conversation with another one of my friends that I was also not feeling appreciated. And for I hate it. I was like, I don't even I don't want to deal with it. It's going to pass. Like, I'm going to get over it. I'll just distance myself. And then I was like, no, it's, it's worth saying something because they probably have no idea. And other people might be feeling this. And it's like, yeah. Right. No one's a mind reader is what I'm learning. Yeah, totally. And you can be fun. Like, there's some dumb—can we curse on this? Yeah. There's some dumb shit that people get really up in arms about um, that you could very well be like, ha-ha, let's remove all the drama that I've internalized about this and just be like, hey, it made me feel kind of like this. Did you mean to do that? Totally. And then it can be done. Right. Say how you felt, ask for clarification, and then go from there. Yeah. Let's go have a milkshake. See ya. Yum. Except for I'll be on the <laughs> toilet forever. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Speaking of, of doing Toilets. things for yourself. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, tushy. Our sponsor. <laughs> Izzy Fino asks, how to speak with friends that dislike the change you made for the better in yourself. So, like, Ooh. say that. Yeah. Isn't that a fun question? Hello, Izzy. Imagine if, like, you went through so much self-work and therapy and, and self-help books and all of this. And you start, I mean, this does happen a totally. lot. You start alienating yourself from your friends because that's not what they know of you. It's almost like. It's like you leasing a car and then the car being a transformer. And you were like, mm, Autobots no, 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 out. no. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this, like, yeah, I feel that. whatever, Bumble Honda. <laughs> it, like, I signed up for this one thing. I thought I was getting this one thing, and now you change on me. That's not what I'm used to. I'm, like, our reality is is shook. It's not, it's not what everyone was agreed upon. So they're feeling attacked in a way because you are— Catfishing them. Either, yeah, you're you're either growing to where they can't communicate with you anymore, they can't reach you, they can't connect, or you're just somebody that they wouldn't sign up for. Mm-hmm. So how would you, how do you even, how do you do that? How do you speak to someone? I don't know. That's really, really hard. I, I'm not sure if I'm equipped for that. Yeah, I feel like this is where, like that question is where the, the like basic phrase of if you can't handle me at my right, you know, um, th- I feel like that's where that was all manifested out of. Oh, I can totally see that. But I also I think that in life you have seasons. Like I don't think that's just like a religious upbringing kid thing. I think seasons is something that everybody should buy into as a as a <laughs> concept. As a well, not seasons. Like I know like. Winter, spring, and summer, and fall is a thing. Sure. I mean, like, emotional seasons of growth, seasons of et cetera, whatever. Um, seasons of risk or whatever. Um, just because, like, in the Christian church, I think I'm so brainwashed by that. Because, like, in, in Christianity, it's like, there's a season for your blah, 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 your suffering or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I mostly, like, now I look at seasons as opportunities. Uh, but it's more like... In this regard, I almost feel like if somebody's going through like a huge change, it might be a season of you just talking less. Or what did you what did you call it the other day? Uh, doses, friendships. Yeah. Um, where it's like you're not fully checking out unless this is unless this person is completely unhealthy for you, which you need to know yourself enough to to see. But like I'm a firm believer in um, find your people 
and then be super committed to your people. Mm -hmm. Like I don't really cast, I used to cast the widest net in history. Like everyone got a little piece of me. So in, in a regard, no one got all of me at all ever. Now I like feel like I have my people and like you're saying, you water those people and like you are good to them and they're good to you. And then you find which people make you feel the most invigorated and the people you want to grow with. And then growth happens, like Izzy's saying, where it's like growth is amazing and great. If it doesn't fit in your life, then maybe you take a step back. Like, assess what you need as a person. Make it a little bit less about them. Like, don't put pressure on them. Figure out what you really need. What's actually bothering you about it? Is it actually a good change for them? And then go from there. Because the reality is, like, you can't control anybody but yourself. Right. So. I also, I also think that when you are growing, I think you'll learn which people you can go to to talk to about specific things. Yeah. Like, I've got... I would say maybe five close friends and I talk to maybe three of them about everything. And sometimes I'll give this person something that yeah. they can handle. And I'm learning which people can support me in the right ways that I need. And if it's, if they can't, it's either up to me to voice what I need because yeah. that's a huge piece of it. Or I don't go to that person. If I've, if I've, ask them to be there for me in a specific way and they can't, which hasn't happened. All of my close friends are amazing. It's just the fact that I haven't voiced my needs yet. Yeah. So I think that in in this regard, in Izzy's regard, like exactly like you said, decide who deserves your growth. And commitment and unconditionality is so rare. Mm -hmm. Like there are so few people in my life where they could literally do anything and I'd be like, I ride with you. Totally. Like, who are those people? Exactly. Speaking of, all of my transitions are speaking of. Speaking of. But we were piggybacking off of. We, there's a meme that's like, have you seen it? It's like spitballing, piggybacking, and like throttle flopping. It's all these like <laughs> fake words. That's amazing. It's very funny. Or um, like, per my previous email. Oh my God. Not the same, but I'm so triggered by that phrase. That hurts me. Yeah. I'm always like, so rude. Stacy. <laughs> Um, R A of Zandans. I know how to speak a new language Beautiful. now. <laughs> they ask, How do you maintain a friendship? Do you make an effort to text every day? What do you think the the right amount of communication to stay connected is in friendships? It's communication is it's so it's the same as confrontation in my mind, the words wise, where I'm like, these need new words. Because yeah. like it's 2020 now. There's 50 zillion different ways of communicating, but right. like mediums of communicating, I guess. Mm -hmm. But if we're going off just full general vibes, I am not somebody who values, I value quality time. It's just not my top love language. Oh, it's not? Acts no. of service? Acts uh, affirmation. Uh, words of affirmation. Yeah, words of affirmation. That's right. And then acts of service, yeah. Mm -hmm. So quality time for me is like, it's so nice, and, like, there are times where I really need one-on-one -on -one time for sure, but I am not somebody who, like, if I haven't heard from you in two weeks, I'm going to act like I haven't heard from you in two weeks. Right. I feel really bad if anyone makes me feel bad that I haven't reached have out been in busy. a while. Yeah, that is not chill it's, at all. No. Yeah. My favorite friendships are the ones where we can talk every single day and then not for a while, and then it will be fine the next time we see each other. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that there's a— equation for like every there's not a one-size-fits-all for things like communicating specifically because to your point like all these relationships are different and like yeah you do need your like ride or die 
duo or trio, whatever. Like, you really do need the everything people, um, like the bail me out of jail people and tell no one. Uh, but, like, <laughs> yeah. the communication stuff, like, a, a part of me feels like I get a lot of joy from just hearing, like, how a day was. And, like, sometimes I'll really need that. Like, if I'm having a bad day or, like, if I'm just, like, if I think of something, I try to be as quick on my feet about hitting somebody up as possible. I think that's something I actually want to develop even more in 2020 where, like, if I thought of you, I want to, I want you to know I did. Aww. So even if it's, like, hey, and you go, hey, and then we don't text for two days, cool. Like, you, you saw me in your phone, I followed up, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Like, my friend Nikki told me once that her and her friends are in a group chat where it's literally hi, 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 And they say nothing else just to be like, thought of you, thought of you, thought of you. Right. Yeah. And like, I don't need, I don't need that. Oh my God. Can that be ours? Oh my God. And it turns into, oh, he does saying good night. Just a ton of different greetings. All of the greetings. I need six eggs. Um, anyway, but yeah, like, I just want to be better about that. I feel like you and I text often, like, if we're talking about just me and you, we text all the time, but, like, we could skip a day. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. But, like, at the same time, there's that yearning where you're like, I have to see this person now. Like, it's been too long. I feel like I need you now. Um, And that's, like, always really affirming, too. So I think you're particularly good at being, like, can I see you right now, please? Or tomorrow? Or <laughs> Right now, please. Right now, please. But like, or tomorrow, like, I, I need to see you before this time. Like, mm-hmm. like you're life-giving to me, and I'm telling you this because I need to see you at this time. I think a really good feeling is someone that puts you in the calendar. Like, if you're talking about hanging out, it's not like, oh, yeah, sometime soon. Or like, oh, yeah. see, see you next Hell week. Hell no. It's like, hey, my calendar is out. Yeah. 13th at 5 p.m., we're doing this thing. Yeah. And I think that makes them feel really valued and, like, that you want to do that. Yeah. And you're making it a priority. I think, like, scheduling time rather than— I would rather someone schedule me in than text me every day. I agree with that. Unless I need— you to text me <laughs> and then it's about me <laughs> yeah I agree our next question is talking about stubborn friends via underscore asked tips on how to handle stubborn friends like I know if I say something they won't try to understand me Ooh, do you have anybody like that yeah or if people just don't get you you mean do I have a sister <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess, yeah. I mean, my sister and my relationship is pretty fragmented because we're not on the same wavelength. So, oh, my God. I mean, how how does that work for you? Let's dig into this. <laughs> like, just full shots fired on this podcast now? <laughs> well, I mean, there is no one I love more in the world than my sister, you know? Um, so, I don't—it was actually a bad example. <laughs> so, next question. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, no, I definitely think to the thing we were talking about earlier, the— idea that you can grow up and things change you know and then there are those people where you both grow up and you're both totally different people but you're still best pals Mm -hmm. you know like you're totally different people but you're still best pals like both can exist where it's like there's that super stubborn friend that you're like we're not as close as we used to be and then there's that friend that you grew up with and you've definitely fought because people fight and because people who love each other fight by the way couples who are like we've never fought I'm like y'all don't like each other I don't believe in it I don't think that's healthy at all like to be like me and my boyfriend or me and my girlfriend we've literally never fought about anything we never argue I'm like then y'all are not being honest with each other absolutely one of you is a chameleon 
who's appeasing the other chameleon, and it is not going to work out. There's probably so much resentment on so one of those much. sides. And, like, it will all come out in the wash, but, like, don't do this to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, be honest. But whatever. I mean, I think it's the same thing for homies. Yeah. I mean, I think fighting between friends is so much harder, well, at least with my friend yeah. friend group. I don't. I've never fought with anybody, but I, I, there right. definitely has fighting been like, loosely. Like right, there's been like, moments. hey, this made me feel this way. Yeah, yeah. It's very. It's still like laced in love and wrapped in a blanket. Yeah, but it, it is a hard truth at yeah. the same time. And we all need different stuff. Like if if I was to have a confrontation with like a homie, I know something I always need is to feel affirmed in the in like our status afterwards. Mm. Just because um fear of abandonment people. <laughs> Where are we at? Hello. <laughs> Where are you guys at? Fear of abandonment. Whoop whoop. <laughs> like no one says anything because you're silent. just alone. I'm oh because I've it's been abandoned. E- it's an echo. L O L. All yours, Francisco sneeze. <laughs> like, cool. Um, it's like the new age cricket yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like Francisco got slapped in the face it sounds like a video game cartoon (laughs) foley sound (laughs) dumb dumb hate myself love myself all at the same time okay I think we have time for one more question I think this is a really good for both of us to talk about Nikitha underscore Martin asks what's the best way to talk to your friends about money example if they owe you a significant amount of money significant or not I think money is the root of all evil (laughs) I think it's horrific in friendships the thing here's what I I've always thought about when you and I first became new friends I think you and I both have some similar complexes I think we both have a money complex and we both have a food complex and I think that because we have issues with it we are more generous with it for some reason oh yeah I I would agree with that yeah and it's weird because I think they feed each other in a also beneficial way. So like whether we're hanging out, it's like I'll grab a pizza or something and then you'll grab sushi or we're, we're never splitting things down to the hairs yeah. and it always feels really kind and caring. Yeah. When someone Venmo charges me to the cent, I'm like, oh, I'm nothing to you. I'm just numbers. For some weird reason, that's how it translates mm-hmm. to me. And so I don't know. I think if, if you're in a place that you can – even, you know, just give a little more <sighs> or just not charge someone down to the penny, that feels more like friendship. Yeah. And if you are going to be that person, like, you need to inform them before. Mm. You cannot hit somebody with the... Right, being like, hey, this is how I am with money. Yeah. This is what you can expect from me. Are you cool me? to split this this way? Like, right. that type of communicating. I mean, even so, that's not my style. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I agree 100%. I think that we're both really generous with each other. I never want to feel like the scales have dipped harder in one direction. I always want to feel like, if anything, I'm dipping it. Like, I want to—generosity, though, can, like, almost be a problem for me in the sense that, like, I have no concept of, of like, how much I've given— mm. Just I just want to. It brings me the most joy of anything. Like I've even talked about like if I ever won the lottery, I would just pay off my friend's student loans Mm -hmm. just because I know how big of a gray cloud that is. So in order to like set that free and be like, go live your truth, stop paying your debt, I got it, would be like the biggest dream of my life. But yeah, I agree. I don't I don't like the splitting hairs thing. I'm glad that it makes you feel cared for that like we each will pick something up 
or like, or honestly, even just be like, I can't right now. Money's too hard. And, and then you're the, like, I'm paying then. Or like, I'm paying another time. Or you're like, cool, you can get next time. Cause, but you don't even have to say that because you know I would get next time. Right. I think that I also have fallen sometimes in friendship in keeping score, which mm-hmm. is one of my worst qualities because I, I've done that before in relationships and it's bled into some of my friendships. And I think it, it mainly happens when I'm hurt, when I'm like, oh, you did this. And so like it, trying to justify almost. Yeah. But getting back on topic about money, like if someone owes you money, we didn't really touch on that. We touched about like uh, spending money in friendships, but I don't think I've ever been owed a lot of money before. Um, Have you? How would you deal with it if someone was owing you money? Like, I don't know. It would depend on how much and why and when and like, you know, I don't know. It would depend on so many different factors. Yeah, I feel like if you are the friend that is owed money, I think a really good option would be to like figure out a time with your friend that they can pay you back in like the first installment. So like say they owe you $100 and they can't they can't give it to you right now and just go, "Okay, um just and this is I mean, everyone has bills and stuff to pay for and be like, "I have to pay for this X thing by whatever, July 14th, do you think you could have $50 by then? And so it's, it's, it starts to make it a little bit more transactional, but yeah. at least you guys are on the same page. I think wrapping all this entire podcast up, I think it's saying be on the same page with the person that you're in relationship yeah. with, whether it's a friendship or romantic, whatever it is, be on the same page. If it is, hey, this is how I spend money, or it's, hey, this is what I need from you as a friend. Hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is how I don't feel supported. Yeah. As long as you're letting someone know, then that's where the work can start. Without yeah. saying something, it's totally. never going to be what you want. 100%. To be aware of generosity or to be aware of your friend's heart or their growth or whatever only just requires presence of mind and intention from you. Like to make somebody feel like you've engaged and you're genuinely interested in investing in getting past what it is. Like you're like, you're not even confronting them for the sake of confrontation. You're confronting them for sake of what's the future is going to be of that conversation or what the future of that generosity looks like. Yeah, just being super present, like being aware if somebody's been really generous with you or if you've been really generous with someone, being aware of how much Megan has given. Mm -hmm. So that when you go to Venmo charge for Mm $4.30, you can be like, let's be aware of all of the ways, not even just financially, that somebody has given to me and which ones do I value the most? Do I really need the $4? Exactly. Or am I just so grateful that this person has been so present with me and is so invested in our future as my friend. Absolutely. Friend currency. Yeah. Friend Bitcoin. <laughs> friend Bitcoin. <laughs> I think we did an incredible job about helping friends. Oh my God. Yes. Let's affirm our podcasting skills. <laughs> you are a good podcaster. <gasps> Tell me again. Whoops. <laughs> Francisco sneeze anytime. It's like a, like a plate dropping. Oh, Sky, where can people follow you on the internet? <laughs> you guys can follow me anytime. Where? <laughs> um, uh, I'm on the internet, and my name oh is. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna cut this short. No, you're not. Keep it in. <laughs> Tell okay. them your name. All right. On Instagram, my name is Sky Dickinson. 
What's your TikTok? TBD. <laughs> Please flood Megan with good names and ideas for our t- for, for our for we have a joint our account? parody joint TikTok account. Send us your dances. When this I, turns into a totally different podcast. Totally. After I say this last thing, can you sing us out whenever you want? You and I both know that I've been sick for like That's 10 okay. days. I'm going to sound like that girl who's like, no, I'm sick. But like, really, I'm sick. We all know you're sick. What are we singing out? I'll do it if you I'm do I'm not with me. singing a single thing. Remember, I think last time we were here, we harmonized. Doubt it. <laughs> it's because I can't do it. No, you can. Here's a fun fact about Big and Mattoon. <laughs> fun fact about Big and Mattoon. What were we just talking about? Singing, harmonizing. Oh, she can harmonize. Actually. Only when I don't know that yes, I'm doing it. But one time you were like walking up the stairs of your house, and I swear to Jeebus, you harmonized with a hundred no, just like the radio was on. Like you were just you thought you were just and me I think even Amanda was with me. We literally both were like, Pardon me? Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Did you, you say do it anything? all the time? Yes. Every Dang time. It. You're an amazing harmonizer. No, oh, that's cool. I'll just, put that in my bio. Yes, you just can't know you're doing it. <laughs> okay, sing me out after I do the outro. Sing. What am I singing? Um, whatever comes to mind in the seven seconds that it takes me to say this. Okay. If you guys have a sticky situation or burning concern, call us at 805-751-9071. You give us your age, and we will give you, I think, pretty good stuff at this point in time. We'll see you next week on Just a Tip. Bye. If you want it, let's do it. That's not singing. I'm mad. Is it my pony? That's right. My pony. More. What's the rest? Is it my saddle? Oh, I thought it was my shadow, but you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was a sunny ass day. Bye, My shadow. (laughs) Peter Pan song now. That was a HeadGum Podcast.